and welcome to KeeperCast, the Keeper of the Lost Cities podcast. I'm Sammy. I'm Ivy. And this is episode 20, brought to you by Sanders' armadillo-looking grandma disguise. Yay! I, you know, like, listening to the other person's reactions to whatever the brought to you by is is always so awkward on here. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like... No, I wouldn't know how to respond either if I was you. I just like insert children cheering audio clip. <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> yeah, so this week uh, we read chapters 52 through 60 of Everblaze, in which a lot of really eventful things happened, most notably the circlet. <sighs> Not to make you like rehash everything that we talked about before but I know that like before we started recording you were talking a bit about like how good Everblaze was like as a book yes it was <laughs> yeah would you like to expound would I like on to that? expound on that um I mean I just like I don't know it was just better written than I remember also like it was very mysterious. I thought, <laughs> I think that prob- reading it, I was thinking probably Everblaze, Everblaze, <laughs> probably Everblaze has the most, um, is like the most plot rich, if that makes sense. The, right, because the first two books are kind of getting their footing, and then the later books are, um, good, but like, more spread out slash fluffy slash confusing and I feel like Everblaze is just at that point where it had already settled into like what it was gonna be but it also was developing really nicely so right yeah cool I guess we can start at the beginning okay it's a very good place to start <laughs> um so it starts with we learned that Damalina has been promoted to become a counselor um, in the wake of Kenrick's death, F in the chat. Um, she gives this really weird speech about how like she's prepared to make all the hard choices and she's like looking directly at Sophie while she does that, which is just like, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen there. Wait, before that, don't they go to the Sophie's old house? Wait, do they? Wait, I thought that was after. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, we can talk about the, the old house. Before. Yeah, so there was Is it after? The... Maybe it's after. Hold on. Let me. Oh, it is after. Never mind. I was wrong. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to leave that in. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. this actually happens like twice an episode. Usually, I just usually edit it out, but like, I don't want to edit today. So. <laughs> Okay, alright, we're leaving that in. Damalina! <laughs> yeah, so, um, Damalina becomes a counselor. She gets, like, a green circlet and... Oh, circlet. Um, but... <laughs> circlet. Um, but yeah, she makes that really weird speech. Um, that seems to be, like, kind of singling out Sophie as, like, a quote-unquote hard choice. Um... Which is kind of like a complete 180 from how we thought her character was going to go before. Because before she seemed to be really on Sophie's 
side. Like, she was like, yeah, Stina's not cool. Um, we're gonna, like, she seemed on Sophie's side, and now she's pretty decidedly not. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's, that was a little bit weird, because I feel like they didn't give an explanation for that. They just kind of did it, and it worked, but it just didn't really have a reason, I suppose. That's true, actually. Like, I, I don't, I didn't really see any sort of transition between, like, you know, between Alina in, like, last week's section, last week's reading, and then Alina now, um, or, like, anything that would have triggered that change in her character. It just kind of happened. So I am a little confused about that. I feel like, okay, um, you know, um, how in Wings of Fire... Oh, okay. Um, All right, we're gonna like... go into book recs now. <laughs> <laughs> you know how in Wings of Fire, there's, like, normal glory, and then there's queen glory? I feel like that's what's happening here. Okay, to be honest, I don't remember anything that happened in Wings of Fire, and also I'm sure that there are, like, listeners who haven't read it. So it's basically, like, a dragon version of Warrior Cats, but can you, like, explain that a little bit? Yeah, so basically, like, in series one of Wings of Fire, Glory, like, didn't have that much power, and she was just kind of yeeting around, (laughs) so, like, (laughs) and so she was, like, really snarky, and, like, um, like, sarcastic, and she'd make jokes, and just yeet around. Yeah, I remember that, she was, she was the best dragon. Yeah, she was awesome, and then, but then in season, in season two, (laughs) in series two, (laughs) It would be a good TV show, but, um, in series two, like, she's queen now, and she's totally different. Like, she's all responsible, and, like, doesn't make jokes and stuff, and I feel like that's a phenomenon that happens in a lot of media, where, like, a person is more, where a person is more, like, dynamic, or kind of, they're willing to like, let loose on their morals a little more before they gain power, and then once they gain power, like, they become stricter because they have more responsibilities. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. I guess that's, because I do remember, like, sort of having this idea that, like, Daemolina changed because power kind of got to her head, but I just didn't really get that same feeling in this chapter because, she had, like, immediately been, like, she had been appointed counselor, and then immediately she was like, yeah, we're gonna make the hard choices. So it felt a little yeah, weird that it true. was all in, like, the like, same day. It, it just happened, like, five minutes ago. <laughs> it's like when you when you become counselor, just, like, flips a little switch. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe those circlets, okay, crack conspiracy theory, maybe the counselor circlets maybe the counselor circlets are actually like little mind control things and they make you more responsible wait so who's who'd be controlling the counselor circlets emery emery well i don't know i just feel like he controls them all but maybe it's not even mind control maybe it's just that like it makes you like it like takes away all your like emotion (laughs) emotions and being like oh like i don't know but maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay but then like i don't know like maybe like like love 
breaks the power of the circlet, and so that's why Cal. That's why Orly could feel emotion. Yeah, that's why Orly could feel emotion. You know, to be honest, I don't actually think that's like completely implausible. Right? Like, or at least the first part, like the idea that the circlet like suppresses emotion, or maybe even like suppresses love because the counselors aren't supposed to marry or anything like i feel like that that feels like something the lost cities would honestly do but um yeah so since alina is now on the council now there's a whole shuffling situation going on where magnate leto is now the head of foxfire and then lady cadence is now the beacon of the silver tower so they're all just sort of moving up into each other's spots oh i did want to um bring up that like this happens twice in this section which was why i thought it was a little bit odd was um here uh in when alina becomes the counselor and then later during the inauguration both times um emery is described as like his dark skin is giving him an aura of power oh, and confidence oh no it's like okay that's a that's a weird that's a weird thing but i guess Fine. Okay, I mean, you know, if we want to get into this, like, this wouldn't be a bad time to get into the whole issues with Emery, so do you want to go down, go into this discussion, or? I mean, we can. I, may I direct you to, um, <laughs> <laughs> may I direct you to the inauguration? This is a little, a little, a little later, but, um. I was, yeah, I mentioned this to you before, which was that, um, it said that all the counselors, um, were, like, yeah, all the counselors were wearing identical clothes, and they all had, like, the same, like, hairstyle, and the same cloaks and stuff, matching circlets, it said, it made it hard to tell which counselor was which. Except for Emery. only one. The only one easily re- easy to recognize was Counselor Emery, oh my God, that's whose so dark skin funny. gave him an air of importance. That's so funny. I completely missed <laughs> that. Like, okay, then. Um, sure. I mean, okay, so the thing is, like... I feel like she fixed it, though, like, later. Yeah, like, I feel like that was kind of written out. Like, I know in the later books, like, there are other counselors of color, but, like, it is, yeah, it is very weird that that's a thing in Everblaze, because it's like you're basically admitting like yes this is our token counselor of color and i think it is worth mentioning because like i'm not gonna be super critical of kodok on this podcast like if you want to see me be critical about it just like visit my personal tumblr but like (laughs) um but i do think it is kind of important to bring up the fact that there are some issues with it every once in a while, like, regarding race, regarding tokenism, and it, as well as, like, I think the, like, LGBT representation has been brought up before, and then, like, there's some more stuff in Never Seen that, like, I don't know if we're gonna bring up, we might, and we might not, but, like, I think it's important to still draw some attention to that, even if that's not really what the podcast is gonna be primarily about. Yeah, I totally agree. And, like, I think that with Keeper, it's maybe easier to do that because we do know that, like, she's 
getting better and a lot of this stuff has been fixed in later books so it's like we can still like it and point out these problems with the earlier books Mm -hmm. yeah no I agree because like yeah the representation has definitely been getting a lot better throughout the series like if you you know looking at book one where like literally everybody's white except for like I don't know Tyrion and then like Maruka well Maruka didn't come Maruka was in book one, but her appearance wasn't described until, like, book seven. Really? Yeah, so we didn't, or book six, I don't know. But we didn't know she was Wiley's cousin until much later. Now do you want to talk about the Forbidden Cities? Oh, okay, so another, sorry. Um, <laughs> like, right before they go to the Forbidden Cities, um, I just noticed that it said that Keith mimicked Fitz's accent almost perfectly and like I thought that was interesting because in Never Seen obviously he mimics Sophie's voice perfectly and I just thought like was he practicing or you know what's up with that oh huh yeah that is interesting or is just Fitz's accent really hard well I always wondered something about the accents right because in in book one, they mentioned that Sophie had, like, an almost perfect elven accent, and they said that it was really similar to the Vacker's. So, does Sophie have the Vacker accent? And, like, if so, so like, that means, a, that means everybody else doesn't, right? I'm just having a hard time picturing, like, who has that, who has the Vacker accent and who doesn't. Also, when she said 221B Baker Street, was she talking in English? I mean, I assume she was. Okay, I've always wondered this, actually, because there are a lot of things in Coddock, like, I understand that it's necessary for, like, whatever, just, like, suspend your disbelief, but, like, there are a lot of things that that make sense in English, but wouldn't make sense if it was a different language, like all of the rhyming black swan notes. Ooh, that's true. And also, um, Fitz's initials, when she points them out in a later book that they're F-A-V and they spell fave, that is an English thing. That wouldn't be the same. Oh, what? But they have runes. Also, the runes are another thing. I keep, like... They don't have letters. True. Well, I don't really know how, like, the elven runes work, right? They could be letters. They could be characters. Definition of a rune... Okay, I guess they can be letters. Aw. <laughs> okay, okay, what if the elven runes are actually, like, some sort of, like, ancient, like, earth language that had, like, some sort of Germanic language or something, and because they, yeah, because they used to have, um, they used to be in contact with the humans, so, like, they do have letters that are the same as human letters because it's, like, they have the same runes. Oh, so, like, the roots are all similar. Ivy's linguistics nerd comes through. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but that would actually make a lot of sense. Um, but also, I speaking of runes, this is, like, totally unrelated to um, the section we read, but... I saw a post on Tumblr the other day that was like, 
Wait, so Sophie can't read Elven runes in book one. And then she just never learns. So, like, does she just go through this entire series not being able to read? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, because Everblaze is the last book that she spends, like, actually going to school. Well, she kind of goes to school later, but, like, not really. Um, and... And, um, we know for a fact that in Everblaze, she can't read runes, like, standard runes at all. Because she tried to read them in Jolie's journal in this section, and it didn't work. So, she just can't read, yeah. But she can read those ancient runes and the cipher runes. But how could she read the Black Swan's notes if everyone else could read the Black Swan's notes, but they can't read the cipher runes? I'm so confused. Bro! <laughs> okay, I don't know. That just seems so weird to me that, like... Like, no one would teach her how to read. Like... Yeah, first of all, one, why didn't she learn how to read? And two, what's up with Mr. Forkle? Like, I don't know how much of the genetics he could fix, but, like, was he like, yeah, we'll put it in her genes to, like, be able to read codes and, like, weird ancient stuff? But we're not gonna put her in, put it in her genes to read normal runes. To, we're not gonna make her literate. <laughs> Maybe they thought that um, because she was a polyglot, she would be able to, but it didn't work out that way. But then why did they make it so that she could read cipher runes if they thought that she could read anything if she's a polyglot? Okay, you know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I just have so many questions. About why this Sophie is very can't read. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sophie. I'm 13, and I never learned to read. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, they go to the Forbidden Cities. They're just chilling over there. Um, they find that. Well, they they have the meeting with with Mr. Forkle. They rearrange his his gnomes, his garden gnomes. Yeah, I love that little rhyme that Keith came up with. Right, it was like, well, I don't. I only remember that the last line was, "We'll rearrange the gnomes." And I, that was fabulous. It was like, you, um, yeah, hold on. Yeah, it's, we meet tomorrow at sunset outside my old home. You bring the answers, we'll rearrange the gnomes. It's like, wow, Keith. Mr. Forkle reveals that there's been arrow mark this whole time on Keith's family crest, which means that someone in his family is working for the Never Scene. Gasp. Someone in his terrible family is a villain. Never would have guessed. Never would have guessed. And they actually got it wrong. Yeah. They, it was, it was the other terrible parent. Not, not the one So, like, wow, that's, you, you had, like, a 50% chance of getting it (laughs) and you failed. Just reading the section, though, I was like, yeah, I was thinking about how they thought it was Cassius. The whole time and how they weren't able to figure out it was Gisela, who was with the Never Scene. And that just made me think, um, Keith had mentioned before that, like, he, that he can't lie at home because it's really hard to lie to an empath. Which made me wonder, how did Gisela do it? That is a very, very good point. Um, well, didn't... Didn't it say that he can only, um, that usually for most people, he can only read their emotions if he's, like, touching them? 
that's true. So that's the case with most empaths. But I mean, I feel like if Cassius and Gisela, and also Gisela and Keith, because um, Keith is an empath too, right? So if they're just living in the same house, like I feel like they would touch each other at some point or another. I don't know. I mean, I think that Keith. I think that with Keith and Gisela, it would be, it would make more sense for him to just, like, interpret any emotions that she has as, like, part of the, you know, I have great noble plans for my son, blah, blah, blah. I think that that would be easier. But with Gisela and Cassius, I do not know how much of that could be like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it is possible that, like, emotions just get misinterpreted and maybe if I don't know if betrayal is an emotion but like if (laughs) they sense that like you're hiding something it's just very vague as to what exactly you're hiding that's true and like both of them know that the other is hiding many things so like guess it's one of those (laughs) yeah Uh, it's in this meeting where we also get the phrase swan song I have a couple directions I could take this conversation, actually, and I don't know which one is the best one. But, um, well, first, Swan Song is the password to, like, unlock Vertina, sort of. And, um, there's this whole, whole big section about, like, Vertina's, like, okay, Jolie said that the secret is behind a glass that is not a window. A glass that is not a window could be a lot of things. Yeah, it could be, like, a cup. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. It could be, like, a cup or, like, glass jewelry or... Glasses! Yeah, That would have been so cool. Because they do have glasses in the Lost Cities, right? Elwin has glasses. He does? I think he does. I don't know anything. <laughs> but, yeah, but anyway, Sophie just kind of immediately figures out that that means a mirror yeah. somehow. I mean, the whole thing's about mirrors, so I can see that. Like, she's already thinking about it. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, um, yeah, she's able to find Jolie's journal. And cannot uh, read it because she's illiterate. (laughs) (laughs) And she can't read the journal. Well, wait, can you clarify for me, though? Was it that she couldn't read the runes because she can't read? Or because they were in mirror writing? Because they were, like, reversed? No, it's because she can't read right wait maybe maybe not wait let me see oh i think it is mirror writing because the front says reflections and then it says she used the black swan cipher and yet when sophie turned to the first page like she doesn't know what it is wait so she could read the cover was the cover in regular runes or the black swan cipher runes the cover was in black swan runes oh so it's still kind of ambiguous as to whether or not she can read. Yeah. So glad that that question was not answered. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait, can Edelin, um, I think this is what made me think that um, it was written in normal runes, because can Edelin read Black Swan runes? Oh, I don't see why she would be able to. Because Edelin can read it. Edelin could read the cover? No, she could read what's inside. Oh, so then it was probably regular runes. Right? Right. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay. So so Sophie cannot read. 
Confirmed. <laughs> and, um, yeah, speaking of Edeline, Edeline, Edelin, however we're gonna call her, um... Mom. Yes. We can call mom. her mom. <laughs> mom, yes. Um, that whole discussion she had with Sophie about, like, hindsight and how it's dangerous and stuff, that was just, that was so sad. Yeah, well, it was... Mm. <laughs> and it's like, I know we talk about Grady and Edelyn every episode, but, like, they deserve to be talked they about. They deserve it. Because they're great, and I love their characters so much. They are, like, a little bit enabling, but also we're okay with that, because they're yeah. great. So. so they're good parents. I know! And it's like, good parents are an endangered species here in the Lost Cities. We have to protect them. <laughs> yeah, they have a timeline of extinction. <laughs> If either Grady or Edelin dies in the last book, I'm going to be <gasps> no. so mad. I might, like, just put the book down and refuse to read anymore. There are a few characters like that who, like, that might happen if they die. Yeah, I'm thinking of, like, the Ruins and Elwyn and Lady Cadence and Sander. Okay, no, Elwyn is, like... Elwyn is, like, the one cleric in the party. If he dies, everyone else dies, okay? So <laughs> they, can, they cannot afford that. Oh, and they do have Physic now, TVQH. <gasps> oh! <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, can we talk about the iPod? Okay, so Dex gives her her iPod. I'm very angry about this. Um, okay, Why? actually... <laughs> I'm not that angry. I'm just mostly confused. Did iPods, like, can you, like, go on, like, Safari on an iPod? Or is it oh, only for music? I don't actually know. Because I never had, like, an iPod iPod. I had an iPod Touch. I know. Yeah, we, we had an iPod Touch, which can which, go on yeah, the internet. Yeah, you could go on and, the like, internet on that. I know stuff. that, but, like... I know one of my friends had one of, like, the first-generation iPods. Oh my god, now I'm, like, revealing my age here. <laughs> yeah, because it didn't have a touchscreen. It had, like, one of those little things where you move around the mouse with, like, a trackpad. Yeah, it had a little circle and then the thing. I think that... I know it had games. Oh, wait, let me look it up. Okay, okay, yeah, because... Um, because he said he touched the screen, tapped one icon, and instantly... The internet loaded, and it's like, um, I'm sorry, does that mean that she can, like, text people now, or, like, go on, like, Google? Okay. According to Quora, classic iPods do not have Wi-Fi. The only iPods that do have it are iPod Touch. But it says it connected to the internet, so... So it was probably an iPod Touch, then. <laughs> it was probably an iPod Touch, because... I mean, things, it was, Sophie was, like, a 12-year-old in 2012, so probably... Well, we don't actually know it was 2012. Oh, we don't? I mean, there's nothing, like, specifically saying that, what the time period was, other than that it's, like, vaguely modern day. Oh my god, y'all, Sophie is older than you. Than me? Year-wise. Yeah, probably. That's weird. Okay, anyway... (laughs) But anyway, she has the internet, okay? And I guess we we confirmed that it's an iPod Touch, which means um, that she has, like, Google, and she can, like, look stuff up. Yeah, she can. And, like, 
That's how she found the window. <gasps> You're right. You know, she's used the she's used the internet. So why can't she like email her family? Wait, that's a really good point actually, because especially after Amy found out that she existed. Like, why couldn't they email? Yeah! She should email Amy! Instead of just like Oh my god. Not staying in touch for like a year yeah. or however long they were in the healing oh center. <laughs> Okay, all right. Shannon, please let Sophie and Amy email each other. Thank you. Please. Or, like, text. <laughs> text. I don't know. Do iPod Touches have text? Mine did. Anyway, circlet. Um, the circlet happened. You said you had something to say about it, right? I, yes, um... So, well, I don't know. So, okay, well, the first thing that I noticed was, like, that when she has the circlet on, she actually, like, retreated back into her mind, and that was kind of the, f- that was one of the first times that we've ever seen her actually, like, treat her mind as a place as we see, like, more experienced telepaths do, and being able to navigate within it. And I just thought that was cool because it's like, oh, power up. Um, and, like, she was able to do that. Um, ooh, Grady, snap, uh, Grady slapped the counselors. Yes, good for him, you know? Really. Good for good him. Good for him. Yes. Props to Grady Ruin. He is the MVP. It's always really fun to see Grady just snap because, like, that's part of his character and it's part of his personality and like usually he's so like even keel but then every once in a while he just goes off and i know that like grady himself like as a person doesn't like it when it happens but me as a reader love to see it right because it's not even that he's ever like mean when he goes off or anything he just like does fun things he did burn off Brant's hand. <laughs> that's true. I'd say that's a little mean. <laughs> Honestly, while reading the circlet section, like, the main thing that I took away from it wasn't from the circlet scene itself, was, but it was just the aftermath when, like, Sophie's friends were coming to visit her yes. and she was, like, kind of slipping in and out of, like, consciousness. And then there was just... There was just this line that really bugged me. Um, it was a line that said, she didn't want to hate Dex, but, oh, there's a typo in my notes. I don't actually know what the exact quote said, but it was something like, she didn't want to hate Dex, but it was hard. And like, oh boy. There's a, there's kind of, there's a lot to unpack here. Although, to be fair, the rest of that sentence is, but it was hard when just concentrating on the conversation felt like it was bringing all the energy out of her brain, so... Okay, so that's, yeah, that's fair. It's a slightly different context, but, like, still, I do feel like we see this sort of attitude from Sophie towards Dex past Everblaze, just throughout the whole series, where she does seem to kind of write him off, get annoyed at him really easily. Like, I think there was a part where... In one of the later books where, like, she actually called him, like, annoying. And it just bothers me when she was talking about 
Right, like, exactly, like, I mean, I don't hate Keith. I think, I think Keith is fine. It just bothers me how she seems to have this double standard where she finds it so very easy to hate Dex for doing something that was like, yeah, admittedly pretty bad. But at the same time, when Keith straight up betrays them and joins the never scene, she's like, oh no, I could never hate you, Keith. You're my friend. And it's like, okay, great. Where was that when Dex, last book, hello. I think that, I think that Dex needs better friends. Yeah, well, Dex kind of got better friends with the, um, in the last book, they had Team Valiant, and that was pretty good. I felt like they were supportive of Dex. Yeah, Team Valiant was a pretty functional group, actually. It was awesome. It was, like, the most functional they've ever been, so. (laughs) Which, like, admittedly, like, the bar is pretty low. (laughs) Also, that's a good name. Team Valiant? Valiant. Yeah, I love that name. Uh, I did want to say that, um, they, um, um, they were talking about how there were, like, abrasions on Sophie's skin from the circlet, and, like, isn't it just a circlet? Like, the counselors aren't, like, dying all the time. Like, why was this one not, like, why did it do that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, actually. It, I mean, it might be because of, like, because just, like, it was made by a 13-year-old. So, like, maybe it just doesn't fit her head perfectly. But, yeah, I don't know. And I think it's, I mean, I think that sort of description of it, like, physically causing her pain is just, like, sort of there to accentuate, like, how bad the circlet actually was and how bad it was to wear it. Um, If that's it, then the last thing that I wanted to say So you know how before I was like, we could take this conversation in one of two directions? I want to backtrack a little bit and go back to the swan song thing because I think it's interesting. Um, Regarding swan song, that that phrase is what I always thought that the last book in the series was going to be titled. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have mentioned this. Uh, Have I mentioned that on this podcast before? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, that's fair. It's it's a lot. <laughs> but, uh, so, sorry if I brought this up before and I don't remember bringing it up, but I was wondering what some of your predictions are, if you have any, for what the last book in the series is going to be called. Yeah. For titles? Oh. 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 Well, I mean, we both thought it was going to be Legacy, but then she named the book Legacy, so, um, guess not. Um, maybe, like, I don't know, huh? Maybe Moonlark. Yeah, Moonlark seems like one. Because, like, I was one, I was also toying with, like, the concept of maybe the last book just being called Sophie. But... Moonlark seems like a more elegant way of essentially saying Sophie. I don't know what the last... I feel like this maybe is um. Is more likely to be like the next book in the series, but maybe like Valiant. Oh yeah, that would be... That would be cool. How did it end? Oh, they were gonna go to Mount Everest. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah, Sophie was like... 
worried that, like, Biana was replacing her. And I don't know. I just thought that was a weird choice. Like, a weird character choice? A weird, like, person to be envious of, Replacing? Oh, to be envious of? I mean, I would have thought she'd be envious of Fitz because he's the telepath. But Biana was like, yeah, they gave me this pendant. And then Sophie's brain is immediately like, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't really get that either. Do you want to do social media? Okay, so um, if you would like to send us a message for us to read on the next episode, you can send a message to KeeperCast on Tumblr or the KeeperCast on Instagram. Um, And for me, my personal is Malamelting on Tumblr and Instagram, and that's what I was referring to at the beginning of this episode when I was like, if you want to see me criticize Coddle, go there. And um, I'm Aelin-Ashriver-Galathinius on um, Tumblr. Um, and I realize that's really hard to spell, so um, we... It's okay. It's the main character from Throne of Glass, so just look up the main character from Throne of Glass. That was kind of a spoiler, but it's okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so if you want to see links to all our social media we now have a masthead on our um tumblr page so it's at uh i believe it's at keepercast.tumblr.com slash masthead so it has a list of all our staff and positions and social media handles so you can head over there to check it out i think that's it this has been keepercast see you next week